three, two, one. Well, Heidi Ho, welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Dennis and Andy Show. We are here to entertain and enlighten the masses. That is our goal. That is our job. And we take it seriously because I'm an amazing dad. He even wore the shirt to prove it. Exactly. If you got a shirt that says amazing dad, you are an amazing dad. Whereas Me? Dennis is I am, an Iron Maiden. I am just plain Iron Maiden. Oh, yeah. No, no. It's Eddie in the Spitfire. No, no. You are an Iron Maiden. Here's my, here's my question, though. Can you really wear an Iron Maiden shirt when your feet have Crocs? On yeah. Them? So we ran into a problem that's today. A, that's a so I got new shoes to work out, and uh, I always do, I always do my uh, – Cardio, and then I do a half hour stretching, and then I do the weightlifting and stuff like that with the personal trainer. And I got my brand new shoes. I'm like, all right, I'll just wear them this morning, break them in a little bit, do it every day. Man, 15 minutes in, I, I ripped the entire skin off of both heels. So it's bad. It's bad. So I, I was literally had to take my shoes off at the gym. It was a, it was a rough day. It was a rough day. So, yeah, I'm like, yep, nothing can touch my heels. I'm sitting there a bloody mess today. So <laughs> I'm wearing Crocs. It was funny. Um, I had to do some work on the pool, and we have a deck. And I got a splinter in the bottom of my big toe. But it wasn't really annoying me. And then yesterday, it was annoying from the standpoint of it wasn't painful, but I, I knew it was there. Like yeah. when I walked, it was like, oh, yep, it's there. Yep. But no pain. It was just annoying. So I don't, let's just say I don't have the world's prettiest feet. I probably wouldn't be a foot model. And my wife wants nothing to do with my feet. Okay, I get that. I don't really know many women who want anything to do with any man's feet. It is a thing. Right. And then yesterday I'm like, oh, I got this wood splinter in the bottom of my big toe. I'm supposed to want to get it out. She's like, sure do. Goes upstairs because she gets to do a little surgery, basically. Again, I don't it's know, a girl thing. It's a girl thing. It is. She's like, yeah, oh, yeah, hold on. I'll be right back. And she scampers upstairs. And She's secretly hoping there's pus in there. So when she yeah. pulls it out, it goes, and she because they love that. Oh, now, my God. daughter even goes and watches those videos, you know, oh, yeah. when they do it and they oh, pop yeah. that. Oh. oh, Helen loves that show, Dr. Pimple Popper. Yes. I hate that show. It's disgusting. Yes. So, yeah, she came down with these little tweezers and she's digging. I'm like, oh, this is going to hurt. One, I was surprised. Did not hurt at all. And she was digging in there and she got it out. So, wow. Toes much better. Yeah. Well, we always can put some methylate on that or, or uh, yeah. You know what methylate is? No. Is it oh. that old red stuff? That it you put is on the as a old kid? red stuff. Whatever you go from the 80s. Straight depth. Oh, yeah. 70s and they 80s. They still use that shit? I don't you can find I, it. I, I, I just yeah. remember every time we had a gravel driveway, so you'd wipe oh, out yeah. and you'd have gravel and you'd wipe the gravel off. You'd walk in and you'd be like, yo, mom, look what I did. And she'd be like, oh, go wash it off. I'll get the methylate. And then she'd sit there and she'd pour it out there and it hurt. And Oh, yeah. And the only thing that helped it was if you blew on it. So you'd have to sit there and go, yeah, <laughs> blow on yeah. it. And I'm like, yeah. and my dad would laugh. He goes, why are you blowing? She hasn't even put it on yet, but it'll help as soon as it does, you know, because that stuff was painful. But we never got infections. That stuff was, it was great. I think in, in my neck of the woods, it was more on our my, mine and my buddy's legs, like knees and stuff from wiping oh, yeah. out on our bikes yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. So. I, I do not have methylate anymore. Otherwise, I might have had to put it on there. But anyway little blood today, so I'm wearing Crocs, so I give up a man point today for wearing my Crocs in because I can't wear shoes. Yeah, those are not manly shoes, that's for sure. Yeah, they're at least black. Oh, pop culture's in the house. Good to see you. Just finished rocking out to the Sex Pistols. Oh, nice. Very nice. Good, uh, good stuff there. Um, all right, so we're going to do what we always start off with, with, which is what did the boys get 
from it's the comic Wednesday. Shop. Woo! And it was a busy day. Previews came out today. So I not only had my stack, but of course I had to sit down and look through the Marvel and the indie previews. And uh, I put out a lot of books on my. Uh, I knew my something pillows. was holding you up too because my desk in my office where we're doing this looks right out a window to my driveway. And I'm like, ah, he's a little later than he usually is. He's Gavin. He's Gavin. It was. I was. Well, I was. I was doing searching, but I still picked a bunch of books up. Uh, so let, let, let's hop let's to it. Let's dive in. I only got two this week, so Dennis did the did the most. So here we go. It's an X book, which means it's a Dennis book. It is. It is. But it's Nimrod, and I absolutely love that cover. I picked up the Nimrod even. I didn't even know if they had any other covers. That was the only one that was in my box, and it didn't matter. Nimrod is was just a great one going back to – What's up, Michael? Is she one? Oh, Michael's in the house. Um, I just – you know, I I couldn't do it. It's a felon artist. I wasn't a big fan of it. I think I'm off the X-Men train. Uh, I made it to issue 19. That's pretty good. That, that is, is for me. Good. That for is me, really that's, good. For me, that's really good, yeah. So – so cheer. Yeah. So we know I don't have it up in here because uh, you got the special cover. Oh, man, but Michael looks like a mad handy. I'll take that. Nimrod's a badass. So uh, he is a badass. So yeah, I'll take that. He is a badass. And then you, he did get you got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So I don't have the. Oh I yeah, don't, I don't have a cap. Okay, so one. there's no screen cap of it, but I did get Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number three, the last Ronin. Um, it's a little painful when it comes out because it's a nine dollar book. But the story's really good. Uh, I'm cap I'm captivated by it. So uh, I'm still buying it. Um, I think it's only four issues anyhow. So it's all good. Yeah. No. New, new, new mutants. mutants. It's a dentist book. Enough said. It's, it's a dentist. dentist. Yeah. New mutants. He'll buy it no matter what. Even if it blows, he'll just stop reading it and still buy it. Well, so that brings up a point because I saw in previews today, Children of the Atom, which I'm not going to read anymore. And it said six. So it's six issue. issues, which is what I was hoping. It was just going to be a finale. And then what did it wind up saying? It basically said, oh, uh, a goodbye or is it with like a question mark? And I'm like, oh, if this damn title doesn't end at six, I will probably be done. If they try and push it any farther, I will quit my first X-Men title ever. So I'm giving it through six. I still won't read it. But yeah, that, that kind of pissed me off. You, what you have to do, Dennis, is this. If you stop buying it every week that it comes out, you take that $3 or you would or $4. $4. And you put it aside. And after a year, you'll have uh, four times 12, whatever, 48 bucks, which you could apply towards a nice Silver Age book. You know, there, there is truth to that. There, there is, is truth to that. Uh, have alien. you been reading Alien or are you waiting? Oh no, I've actually done a, a review. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give kudos to Marvel on this one. That the team has done a solid job. The uh, I'm really liking what they're doing with the storyline. It's solid, um, you know. So uh, and then uh, Salvador doing the pencils. The art's fantastic. Um, you know, it's a it's a good team up. Marvel's got a good team up on this book. So. Kudos, and and if you can see my mouse right here, look, I'm picking her nose. Mm, boogies, alien boogies. Uh, well, it, it'll automatically be picked when you know the tails around the neck and goes and right. the and just yeah, exactly. Uh, Beta Ray Bill, you're still getting. Yeah, I know you weren't enthralled with it. You're sticking with it. I, I'm gonna. It's a mini series, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. It's a mini series, so I, I'll finish it. I like it well enough. I, I don't hate the book. I, I was hoping for more out of it, so I am a little disappointed. Um, I will be doing a quick flip on it, um, uh, on the new ones. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see if, it, if the story gets better. It's okay. If, if, so, it was a, if it was a full series, I would be out already. Well, I can tell you this. As an editor, I would never have approved this as a cover. Oh? No. Tell me why. Um, well, I think it's lame. And I don't mind story cover, so I'm not saying it should have been a pinup. I don't like one. There's a huge tangent. Everybody knows what tan a tangent is, yes. right? Look at this. Look at this. Look the line of his hammer for his for his uh his, yep. 
his hammer, uh, Stormbreaker, Stormbreaker's hammer, the handle goes right with his head. And honestly, if you connected this straight line and this straight line, you'd probably see a little part of it right here. Oh, and look at that. Even if you wouldn't, I would have drawn a little part of it and cheated it because it looks like there's a carve taken out of the handle, You're which right. is actually Beta Ray's uh, brow going down to the bridge of his long you know, snout, nose, whatever. But not only that, it's like, okay, he's fixing the hammer. Oh, look, he has his tools. Oh, look. You know, I like the detail he put into it. And I could see this as a splash page. Still be a pretty lame splash page. But if you're going to use it as a big shot, fine. Use it as a splash page. You know, for, you know, what would have been more of a striking cover? The freaking hammer plowed into the ground, broken into pieces. And that's it. Or maybe the hammer well, in the foreground. Maybe the, I know. But maybe the hammer in the foreground, uh, maybe the hammer in the foreground with just Beta Ray Bill's legs in the background as he's walking up to the pieces of it. This is just not an intriguing cover at all. I'm sorry. There's no way I would have approved that. Well, what I found interesting, and M Michael brings up a, a, a good point. He says, I love Beta Ray Bell, but never took the storyline yeah. seriously. Well, well the, no, the, I think when Simonson did it. Right. Uh, I, honestly, I, I took it pretty serious when Simonson did it. But but here's the question. that, that, that Here's the reason why I had hope for this was they sat down with, with the Simonsons and talked to them and got feedback and input about Beta Ray Bill going into this. So it sounded like they had a lot of feedback from them. So I'm thinking, oh, this could be a Simonson-esque type of uh, thing. So that looked really interesting. And, and what kind of weak-ass hammer is this that it breaks? I mean, it's just – it's dumb. I'm not – I'm not reading it. I'm just going by this cover. And there's, like I said, there's no way I would have approved this as a cover. Well, that's because you haven't been reading Thor because this all took place in Thor right. where they destroyed a Stormbreaker. But, and he's back to help out Asgard now. And, and they're not, he doesn't like the way things are going. And he's sad. And, and he really wants to be with Sif. But, and, and he can't because. He's really oh, not stop, the stop. same. You can you're see put, you're putting me to sleep. I, I know. And it's, honestly, as the editor, I would have, because there's no way this was sent in black and white. The pencils were probably sent in a sketch, something. The editor should have been like, hey, man, we got an issue right here that needs to be adjusted. That is just bad. Well, obviously, they use electricity up in Asgard because you can see the power strip. Oh, Heroes Reborn. Oh, my God. This is a wholly separate. So we'll be talking about this. We, we absolutely will be talking about this after the intro here because, you know, I've, I'm going to get the entire series. They wound up with the Magneto one today. Um, but there was something really striking. So stay tuned for a few minutes because we're going to be talking about it. Yep. And uh, Pop Culture says, you tell me, Andy. You're damn right. <laughs> um, we're going to do cancel me. Uh, I can tell you this is a tease for this. So I didn't buy issue three last week. I said I was off it because I'm not a fan of this rotating artist business they're doing. If you got a powerhouse like Ed McGinnis, I don't want to see him draw the first issue and it be regulated to, to five page uh, backstories for the rest of the book. And then you have rotating artists for the main part. You have Ed draw the whole damn thing, and you have the guest artist do the back part. Um, so I was off of it last week. I looked at this issue, and I'll, I'll say this much. If, I, if the lead artist grabbed me, I would have bought it and maybe bought last week's. Didn't buy it, and I won't even buy the trade paperback now. That's the tease for when we come back to talk about we'll it. We'll tell you about it a little bit. Next. This is Magneto, and of course, I'm is like, this a spinoff from Heroes Reborn? This, this is. is this is again a mini offshoot of it that they're doing. And I said I really didn't want to do any offshoots, but if they're going to have a tie with X Men, you know, I'm going to pick it up. So I was kind of upset, but I should have expected it, so I picked it up. I'm going to do a quick flip of this one also this week, so you guys can take a look at it, and we'll see if it's even going to be worthy of a, of a review. 
Well, here's one thing I noticed, because I did look through it. Bernard Chang drew it. Now, Bernard Chang was the artist that started in Children of the Atom. And then I saw an issue three. How many issues are out? Three or four? Do you know? Uh, three so far. Three. Issue three of Children of the Atom was drawn by somebody else. I want to say Paco Diaz. Don't quote me on that. But my point is, it wasn't drawn by Bernard. And I'm like, are you kidding me? How, how much lead time did this book have that Bernard, you know, they had to pull him off the book? Well, that, and then that I book see was, that, was delayed for an entire year. Right. And then I see that he's drawing this. And I'm like, that's just, I'm sorry, that's another misstep. You, Bernard started Children of the Atom. Dennis looked in the previews. It's going to be at least six issues. And the art was good. Yeah, I think Bernard's a stellar the rest artist. Of the book sucked, but the, the right. art itself was good. No, Bernard's awesome. Um, so why is it Bernard still drawing that? Instead, they pull him off and put him on this number one. Great for Bernard if it makes royalties. But then once again, you have that inconsistency in Children of the Atom by switching the artist on issue three. So not a big fan of them doing that. I like the cover and I like the insides, but I'm just not, you know, the whole Heroes Reborn thing. I wasn't going to buy the offshoots regardless. Or should I say irregardless? <laughs> it's a, a word, word now. It is. What? It made it into the dictionary. Get out of here. In 2020. Oh my God. So my wife's argument to my wife's argument about it has been nullified, which is great. Because now I will say it on top ad nauseum. Irregardless. It is now a word. Look it up. That is ridiculous. What the hell is this world coming to? Irregardless of what you think. Two Ooh. moons, number, what are we on? That's on four. Four, nice. Yeah, I'm going to do a quick flip of this one. Um, this is the uh, um, the Civil War um, book, uh, Supernatural book. Um, Andy and I were on two different pages on this. I'm just not so worried. It's not his cup of tea. No. And I, I enjoyed what they had done with it. And we'll I'll do it, and I'll get some feedback to see if you guys want me to do any full reviews of this one. But I'll tell you this. That's a great cover. That is a great that cover. Is a great cover. Yeah. You've got intrigue with the foreground, the handoff, mauve looking and stuff. Uh, very, you know, nice diagonal composition to it with the hand and the horse shooting this way. And you you've got. And you feel spirit that feels like he's, he's going nay, rearing up, and knowing that he's about to get clobbered. Oh, yeah. Um, this is a nice cover. I like this cover. So good job with that. Uh, Dune, of course, uh, I, you know, I'm a Dune movie guy. I've never got into the books. So, yeah. Uh, and Trades has been solid. It's been it's been solid work. If you're a Dune fan, it is. Um, I think that it's uh, I think they may have capped it at a 12 issue miniseries. It is a great cover. It's Dune, 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 Dune. Yeah, so anyway, if you're a Dune fan, these are definitely worth picking up. Definitely worth picking up. How's this going so far, Chariot? So Chariot, I I like it. I mean, I, I'm I am glad they're gonna be able to wrap it up. I mean, they really, So it's four issues? Is it's five issues? issues. Oh, it's five. Okay. This is number three of five. I might read them when they're all done. Yeah, and I'm gonna get them all. Um it is it's a good offshoot. Upshot did this is a solid work for a small company. Um, I really have enjoyed the story. I am definitely going to do a quick flip on uh, on this one. Um, and what I may do is um, I've gotten some feedback that I may do like a couple of issues at a time uh, story-wise. I did a couple for like Maniac of New York and uh, I just did Radiant Black's full review and stuff like that. Um, th this has been a surprisingly fun book. I'm glad it's a five-issue miniseries. I don't, I'd like to see how it ends. And see if they do another one with it. So I like this cover as well. Um, I like the monochromatic of it with the oranges. And then the, the woman, I know she's like a ghost image being in that purplish. I think that's really cool. You focus right in on it. The big thing I have is I, I like the logo. I hate all this dead space. Yeah. And, well, if but, you look at how much space is between this letter and the top, there's a lot, and all I'm saying is it looks it looks uh, too crunched together. 
I think if they just would have edged that logo up literally like a quarter of an inch, it would have gave more breathing room. Yeah, well, to the but central you know, you, you see that that you can see the reflection in the car. That it's oh, I helicopters. love the helicopters. I love. So them. I get the feeling from this, and that's when I looked at it. I'm like, oh my god! Michael says it looks like Fast and Furious 29, and and, and to a point, you can see the helicopters. It feet, and you see the clouds. They oh, jumped yeah. off a freaking uh, mountain or they got into the air or something, and there's helicopters. They're airborne somehow, and I really want to know why they're airborne. Yeah. But it does feel like a Fast and Furious. But it would be Fast and Furious, but these would be prequels because this is all done in the 80s, and it's, right. it's a good style. Speaking so, of, uh, Rob Liefeld saw Fast and Furious 9 last week in a special thing. Yeah. He said it's awesome. Good. So, Good. I mean, you got to like that franchise in the first place. Yeah. Obviously, if you don't like the franchise, you're not going to like it. But well, awesome. once Tokyo Drift went away, the rest of the franchise has been pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, Summoners. Is that how you say that? Summoners War. Summoners War Legacy. You, I, I think I did the number one, and you know, I'm not a big. I don't game on this, and that's what it was based off of. But the art kind of intrigued me, so I grabbed the number one. There was only one issue in number two, and I debated on it. I went ahead and grabbed it anyway. I want to. I just kind of want to see where it goes. I don't think this is going to be a long-term uh, book for me, but uh, we're going to find out. I like to give it a little bit of breathing, breathing room and see if I'm going to enjoy this. Give it a little bit of love. I get it. The Blue Flame uh, is a new book. Um Dennis is going to hold it up, it looks like, so I'm going to full screen it real fast. I actually went with the other cover this time around, uh, Blue Flame. Uh, this is the uh, uh, the B cover. Um, I do – this isn't one that um, – that I don't know. I was thinking, ah, eh, it sounds kind of interesting, um, but I did open it up, and I am definitely going to do a quick flip of oh, this. Oh, man, I got to full oh. screen it again. You know, I'm going to see if I can find a good page in here. I actually looked through it, and I almost got it. I think the art's actually kind of cool. I like the art style. Um, I might wait for another issue or so and then give it a shot. Maybe I'll you, borrow you Dennis's. You see the team. Yeah, you can always borrow this. So I am definitely going to do a quick flip, and I know I'm going to do a full review of this one already. Um, it's from Vault. So, you know, again, it's another small publisher. Um and the story's not, I mean, the art's not overly cartoony, but it looks pretty interesting. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to give this one a, a, give this one a shot. I will say the cover you got, I thought the logo was hard to read. I think they covered up too much of the A and the L. Because I was looking at it going, blue, blue what? Well, you could extrapolate it, but I do like the cover that we've got up on, on that because you can actually see the flame in it. So right. I agree with you on that. But I just like seeing the entire team, even though oh, yeah. it's a little more cartoony. I, I just kind of enjoyed seeing the whole team. So we'll, we'll find out. Yeah, I kind of would like to have seen the guy that drew the inside of the book do that cover because I, like uh, I like his work. Yeah. So let's see what we got next. We got – oops, I bounced one. We got Helm uh, Gray Castle. Yeah, we also had talked about that one, and I went with a completely different a video game to or RPG. Yeah, and again, I, I I don't play it, but the artwork and the storyline kind of intrigued me, and I did the uh, quick flip, and I got a bunch of uh, responses for it. I wound up getting the Virgin cover on this one, and if you guys can see it, it's solid. I mean, I love this cover. the The regular one was neat. I I went to mind that one. But I saw that one, and I'm like, yep, definitely picking up this one. This is a really cool cover. Dennis hasn't touched a virgin in years. So whenever <laughs> he can get a virgin cover, he gets one. Yes, and that is worth it. Uh, so, yeah, that's cool. Uh, let's see, Shadecraft number three, another uh, Dennis one. A good horror book. Um, you know, that one kind of, you know, I did the uh, quick flip of the earlier ones. This has been solid. If you guys like a, a little bit of horror and supernatural in it, this has been been very interesting. The shadows that come to get you. Been a fun story. I hope it continues. It's built a little momentum. I'm, we're going to see how this goes. So uh, I'm definitely going to do a flip on this one. Uh, I know I don't know the writer, but the artist Lee Garbett. Um, I, when I say no, I don't know him personally, but you know, he started at DC, 
He's done stuff at Marvel. Um, I think this is, because I've looked through this, I think this is some of his best work. I actually think he's more suited for this type of stuff than for superhero stuff. I hope he doesn't uh, mind me saying that if he hears it. Or, you know, he might disagree with me and go, you shut up, Smith. I can do superheroes. Um, but I, I like this stuff uh, better. I think it's more up his alley with his art style um, than the superhero stuff is that he, he did at DC and Marvel. So, I, you know, I hope this is successful for him. Oh, yeah. So that's it for this week's stuff. But I don't want to tease. Now we're just going to talk about some art. What can... What can our fantastic viewers say is wrong with this? She's flying. That's not wrong. That's I'm not even being a dick and going, yeah, oh, she, she has small, small boobs. She has none. There are no, I mean, this is another cover that if I was the editor, I would have sent back to the artist and said, look, dude, you've, you've got a unique style. Nothing wrong with that. I love all types of art styles. I don't mind the hard lighting he's doing. I mean, she's built. She's got abs for sure. Um, you know, you can see her thigh muscles indicated really well. You can see her abs. And she has no boobs at all well here's here's a when when i first what in the if, hell if i didn't see the captain marvel symbol right on her right on her chest when i first looked at that picture minus that symbol that looks very much like um icarus from the eternals on the old covers from I oh think yeah the first uh is it the first miniseries because well, it, it's red the gloves you can see him standing there that looks like his blonde blonde hair, basically. It looks like a face. And then when you look at the body, yeah. I mean, seriously, that it, I would have thought without seeing the emblem, it was a well, here. Just let me let me see if I can do this. Oh, well, I'll just hold it up there. There, you look at that, and you think it's a you think it's a lean male figure flying. Tell me you don't think that. And I'm once again, I'm not purposely being mean. I don't know who this artist is, but I'm sorry if you cover up the head and you can't tell if it's a male or female, you fail. Uh, Eric McIntyre says they made Carol Danvers look like Jay from Jane Silent Bob. Dude, they did. They did. Give him a smoochie moochies. Give him the hat. Want, they don't want women looking like women. Um, oh. You know, I, you hear that, and I just think, I'd like to think that that's not true. But, man, the evidence points to it being. I mean, I'm sorry. That, like, Kamala Khan, I think that's her name. Her face, she's cute. You can tell she's a girl. She's a, she's a young girl. She's, she's got a cute face. But this looks like a male her face is pretty butch, and it's ridiculous. I'm sorry. It is ridiculous. If, you know, the editor should have sent this back and said, make her face smoother. When you draw a female face, it's about smooth lines. When you draw you know show what? Lines. You know what makes sense? Maybe Carol Danvers took the... Uh took the uh the page from ellen pages thing those that's, are implants that's elliot page elliot page elliot that, page has ab implants and maybe maybe carol danvers got some ab implants and did top surgery because the, i i'm sorry i saw this and i just it, it breaks my heart it really does, especially God. I don't have I don't have it queued up. I wish I had it queued up. I, I know when I came up, Andy goes, "Just take a look at this picture." He didn't even say a word. He just pulled it up, and I went, "Oh, oh, that's what." And that's why my first reaction was, "That looks like Icarus." Let's that, talk. That, that's a guy. Let's let's just uh, kill time and talk. Because I definitely want to. I, I do want to show something uh, on the screen. So give me one second as I do my my googling search for it of uh a specific oh why is my computer going 
slow. Uh oh. I know it's that type of day. I mean, it's not Monday, but it's close. Eric saying hi to Pop Culture Avenger. That's what we like to see. Uh, let me just type something in here for this Google search. Um, oh, we're going on a tangent. We're going no, on a tangent. Uh, no, this has something to do with what uh, we're talking about. And you'll see what I'm talking about. Just, you know, get my stupid slow internet. For some reason, oh my internet's God, your internet, you were froze. We're fro What the? Oh, my God. Is it because I'm doing a yep. search? Oh, this is ridiculous. All right, we're back. All right. All right. Yeah, we can't so, do it. So I won't pull that. No, we can show it. We can show it. Hold on. Right there. Let me pop the screen. Right there. I know it's small on the screen. Captain Marvel that looks like an attractive woman. Is it drawn by Terry Dotson? Yes. Is Terry Dotson known for his female, uh, uh, his portrayal of females? Yes. There's nothing wrong with that. It's cute. She's supposed to be an attractive woman. Look at that. That's Captain Marvel. Um, this is not Captain Marvel. What in the Jesus are they doing? Brie Larson has a bigger rack than this, for God's sakes, and that's not saying much. I'm telling you, I think Eric nailed it. That is, that is Jay. <laughs> yeah, this is Jay. Jason Muse. Jay. It shouldn't be Kamala Khan wrapped around his neck. It should be freaking Kevin Smith, Silent Bob, wrapped around it. So, needless to say, I agree. Andy wouldn't have let it go through. I was kind of aghast that. When he actually pulled it back out, we saw it was actually from a Captain Marvel cover. Whoa, Marvel, you're just, uh, well, so be it. If you can sell books that way, good for you. Yeah, good for you. And once again, nothing against the artist because as a, as a freelance artist, we all make mistakes. We all do things that can look weird. And that's where you're supposed to have an editor that knows what the hell they're doing to say, hey, we need to make some adjustments here. This is what I'd like to see you do. And it's just not happening. So, so we teased it. And we, we mentioned we were going to come back to it. So we Andy didn't pick up Heroes Reborn issue number three because they changed the artist. I did. I did a quick flip of it. I got some feedback from you guys. I will do a quick flip of number four. Um, issue number two, we loved. It was Dale Keown. And it was yeah. just an amazing issue. The story was good. I totally enjoyed that issue far more than I did the first one. So three, uh, again, I was back to being underwhelmed. And But number four, it was all going to be about Thanos. So, you know, here's the cover. You have to make it big. So we're all excited. You know, Thanos up there. Woo! What are they going to do? This looks kind of really exciting. So we want to see where the story was going to go. And... I didn't even look at who the artist was. I didn't care because it was in my poll. Um, as soon as we open it up, Andy, actually, you've got... Uh, One second. Oh, Eric says, as far as art goes, like the lines in anatomy, you can see they know how to draw, but this iteration is just weird. Exactly. Yep. No argument. Exactly. Did you were able to pull the first page? No, I didn't get the All first right. page. So I'm just going to show you the first page. Oops. I forgot. So as soon as I opened it up, I was like, what the hell is that? I mean, I sat there and I was like, oh, my God, that looks just like Orphan and the Five Beasts, which we've done full reviews of. We love that book. That is an interesting book. It's that martial art one um, that James uh, Stokoe is doing everything for. So as soon as I opened it up, I was like, holy crap, that art looks just like Orphan in the Five Beasts. And then I flipped the next page, which is what Andy's showing now. And it's it, just it is. I'm like, holy crap, that is just like James' art. So at that point, I'm like, why does this look so much like Orphan? Well, I went and looked. It is James Stokoe. So Marvel got him um, it, to do this. And here's the, here's the thing. I think, you know, uh, Orphan and the Five Beasts, 
great looking book. We reviewed it. We talked about, I talked from the art standpoint. I thought the art fit the story perfectly. I think James wrote it as well. Um, yeah, he did. Yeah. So the he art, did everything. The, yeah. The art, his art fit that story perfectly. It had kind of an anime manga type feel to it. Plus this underground grungy type look. I thought it was great. Yeah. So here's Reborn comes out today. I didn't buy three, but I thought, let me look at number four. If number four, the art is, it's going to be by somebody else. But if I dig it, maybe I'll get it and I'll go back and get issue three. I open it up and I saw it was James's work. Once again, I like James's work. But using movie terms, and I hate this term, but editors started it about 20 years ago oh, we're not going to put you on this book because we don't think it's the proper casting. Okay, well, I'm going to use the term. This, I'm sorry, this is not proper casting. I'm glad James got the work. As a freelance artist, you're always chasing down work. Good for him for getting the work. But from an editorial standpoint, I'm sorry, this is such a departure from the previous three issues. It pulled me so far out of the story that I'm just, I'm, I'm done. Yep. I won't buy, I didn't buy this. I'm not going to buy the trade paperback. I like consistency. If you're going to juggle artists on a book, you want to at least keep the art style similar. So there's some consistency to it and it's not jarring to the reader. This is so jarring to me that I was like, nope. You know, now if James was the artist from issue one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, great. Then I know what to expect and I'm pulled into it. But you're putting out a weekly book and it's drawn by all these different guys. And then you get a guy that I'm sorry, isn't really known for superhero stuff. And this is bad casting. I'm sorry. If somebody tells me, uh, Andy, we're not uh, we don't think you would be good on Constantine, you know, that uh, the book from Vertigo. Because it's all, you know, there's no big muscle guys in it, superhero stuff. So you would be bad casting for that. Well, this is bad casting for a superhero book. I'm sorry. And this it, this it, should be an Elseworlds, a, a Marvel book yes. where it takes place. It, it could just be a limited series with James doing it. Because then you'd have this consistency throughout the four issues. Oh. Andy and I don't always agree, but you know. I, I told you I love James, and I gave full reviews on it. I love him in the Orphan's book. It's a perfect fit for the two styles. The story mixed with his artwork were a great combination. Man, when I opened this up and I was like, oh, my God, this looks like Orphan's, and I started flipping through it, I, I was like, Andy, I'm like, oh, my God, this is, this is horrid. And I don't mean it. I mean, but Andy called it jarring. That's what it is. I'm like, after seeing McGinnis and then you got Keon and you're like, okay, this is really decent stuff. I, I was really looking forward to it. And all the goodwill that was just built up through the first few issues suddenly went away. And it's not that it's horrible art. It's just, this is so, you call it it's, a departure. I, I, it's too far out in left field. Yeah. So far out that it just pulls me from the story. And I don't want to hear any crap. Well, it's Dr. Spectrum. You know, they're doing different things with Dr. Spectrum. So, uh, you know, like, oh, but look how we're doing his caption boxes and the Spectrum and stuff. Whatever. You know, I get that. That's fine. But this art does not fit the story. I'm sorry. Yeah, it, it doesn't. And um, like I said, I hope he keeps drawing Orphan and gets some other stuff for his style. But Man, Marvel. I mean, there's just a well, bunch and, of missteps well, over the last couple of months. Here's the other thing. Check that. You want to give this dude something? Give him a Rocket Group miniseries. Because that Rocket and this group is pretty freaking cool. And this is more in the guy's wheelhouse. This, to me, if this was a book about Rocket Raccoon and Groot, standalone, not part of this story, but like issue one of a Rocket Raccoon group miniseries, I'd be like, oh, this is good casting. Yes. This is good I stuff. I agree. But we don't want to dwell on it, but I let's just say we were we were shocked. Absolutely shocked at uh at, at this. And and like I said, I don't always look and see. 
If it's a new book, I'll pick up and flip through it when I'm at the shop, but this is one of my regular pull, so I didn't even look at it until I got here, and I was like, oh. And then wow. I shocked him. Yeah, it was a. I said, you got to look at this, and he's like, what? And he looked at it, and he was just, wow. He was just wowzers. I will continue shocked. to get it because I, I'm, I'm four into it. It's, yeah, four a, it's seven, seven issues. I'm just going to do it. But I, I'm telling you, it's 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 already taken me out. So I'm a bit I'm a bit sad. So moving on, uh, I found this article I thought was pretty interesting. I'm actually going to read parts of it off of my phone because the screen that you guys will see is really far away from me. J.J. Uh, Abrams' first Superman attempt was absolutely baffling. I never knew he had an attempt. I never knew to the point where I'm about to sneeze. So, Dennis, take over why I sneeze. Oh, don't sneeze, Andy. Wait, wait, well, it's are, gone. Uh, we are, anyway, I'm still going to take over anyway. Because J.J. <laughs> Abrams, you either love him or hate him. He's had some really good stuff. Cloverfield. And, and his, right, in yeah. uh, uh, Fringe. Trek, not so good. No, Star Trek, not so good. They, the casting was great and stuff Casting's like that. Um, he's Mr. Lens Flare. Um, Star, I mean, Star Wars, I think we can all kind of agree on maybe on that. Um, he's, he's, I'm just going to take something and try and redo it. And he's been missed and, and for Warner Brothers to pay him that kind of move money to move over there. We already knew his fingers were going to be involved, but this was kind of interesting. So in 2002, young J.J. Abrams was a hot screenwriter. Today, he's a major Hollywood director, Warner's choice to help oversee the contemporary DC cinematic universe. So they got a hold of a script for Superman, Flyby. So I get that. I guess that was the name of it. The Flyby. Flyby. The leaked script from July 26, 2002 begins with what would seem to be a traditional Superman setup. We open in the middle of an action sequence as Ty Zor, a handsome Kryptonian wearing body armor sort of, and sort of a ninja's cloak, attacks Gotham City, blowing up skyscrapers with super breath. And then Superman appears already winded in his costume and tatters to continue the fight. And uh, they show some production stills of what Superman might have looked like. So let me scroll down so you guys can see that stuff. Um, there's one out of the four that I don't mind. This first one is kind of reminiscent of what they did do with Superman, where they lost the trunks. The S is pretty much on point and the K. I don't mind the first one. Yeah. I don't mind the first one. The second one actually gives me a kingdom come vibe. Yes. Uh, it, it did to me too, especially, you know, the cape and then how dark that is on mm -hmm. there. It is very kingdom come, uh, reminiscent. The third one is a little kingdom come as well. And then the fourth one, I just don't like how they have the cape coming off the, uh, the S like that. But so moving on. So uh, apparently that action sequence I talked about stops abruptly to make way for a flashback. And then a flashback is followed by even more flashbacks. And we finally find out that that scene is more of a, uh, um, the climax to the story. So apparently the first flashback is set 29 years ago on Krypton. Okay. That's, you know, yeah. every Superman film, when you reboot it, you got to show some Krypton stuff. Uh, so it's on Krypton facing civil war between Jarrell and his evil brother, Kata Zor. I'm, I'm assuming that's somebody new. Uh, Jarrell and his wife, Lara, anticipate Kata Zor's arrival sending their infant, infant KL to Earth in a transport capsule. So he's not headed to Earth because of an impending explosion on Krypton. Instead, the baby fulfills a vague prophecy and his father is doing what he knows is to be, he knows he's been fated to do. Um, and then it says that Abrams describes the direction here, and I don't know about this, as a classic wartime documentary handheld style Kind of like Cloverfield, except on Krypton. So, but but that would be the way J.J. Abrams typically operates. Right. I'm not going to do anything original. I'm going to grab a piece from this and a piece from this and a piece from this. I'm going to put it together, throw some lens flares in it, and say, "Ta-da!" I, I he was and he was reading this when I got over, and I'm like, I 
I bored you tears. My issue right now is the fact that they've given him reins. They paid right. him a half a billion with the B dollars to take over and come up with new stuff, which is going to wind up affecting the comic books and then movies. And I'm really getting the bad feeling. JJ, he would be the guy to pull out that script and say, hey, remember that 2002 script I did? Yeah, here it is. Let's go with it. Yeah, and that, that's going to be what it is. And if, uh, Well, I hope not. I, I mean, not to. I'm not going to go through everything in this. This is on CBR if you want to read it. But for instance, at age 14, Clark discovers the costume. After he touches it, the Superman suit bursts out of a canister and the suit sucks his arm inside its sleeves. The suit wears Clark. It's a baggy fit, though. After he flies around and accidentally smashes their tractor, his parents reveal to Clark the truth about his past. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, you know, it's got it's got some of the tropes in it. Um, you know, Clark and his mom are getting mugged, you know, Martha. So he beats the mugger to a, a, a bloody pulp, apparently. You know, I got to admit, I'm glad this wasn't made. Uh, I'm bored reading it, and I hope to God it's never made. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah, Zack Snyder's Man of Steel, while not being perfect, definitely puts this to shame. So, uh, uh, yeah, I'm not too uh, – The Snyder Cut was good. Yeah, I, I'm a little worried about what he's going to do. Um, there was a couple things they pointed out, like fan service. Clark's college roommate is named Jerry Shuster. Yeah, so that's, yeah, yeah, they, that's nice. They always throw a few that's you know, nice. little Easter eggs. Um, let's see. Non-fan service. They say there's clear, clearly an effort to hammer the Superman mythos into the fads of the day. Recasting Kryptonians as martial arts masters was an attempt to mimic the Matrix's success. Not, not quite sure about that. Um, this is funny. The Just Weird. It's established that baby Superman's diaper has a hideous, inhuman smell. So what happens today when Clark uses the Daily Planet men's room? <laughs> it's not going to get any better with age. Two guys sitting here can attest to that. Especially after we've had Taco Bell. That's right. Yeah, so, let's just leave it at I'm glad that, that that's out there. But wow, that's just, uh, yeah, that's a mess. Uh, so one last thing before we go on to Army of the Dead. Well, hold on. Oh, wait. Amazon. Oh. But it was breaking news today. For those dun, dun, of you dun. who saw, Amazon snags Hollywood studio MGM for $8.45 billion. Dude, Bezos is dropping $8.5 billion on MGM. Yep. That dude went from 20-some years ago. Working out of his garage, yep. Starting up Amazon to buying MGM Studios. I mean, that is insane. It's they're going to be adding a catalog of more than four thousand films and seventeen thousand shows to Amazon's portfolio. Well, those of you that don't have Amazon Prime, you can see where some of the stuff's going to be. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They do have a new movie coming out. I saw the trailer today. It's Tomorrow Something, Tomorrow War. Yeah. With Chris Platt. It actually looks pretty good. The basic premise is um, 30 years in the future, these, these uh, military people from the future come back to present day and they have to recruit some people, you know, present day to help fight this war in the future. Yeah. So it actually looks pretty good. It drops on Amazon Prime July 2nd. So pro what Prime's deal is right now is they're trying to compete with, um, you know, Disney and Netflix. Oh, yeah. So the acquisition, which is Bezos' largest purchase since Whole Foods, um, follows AT&T Incorporated's $43 billion combination of the Warner Media Division with Discovery Communications Incorporated Creating a streaming giant that will indeed compete with Walt Disney, uh, Disney Plus, Netflix. Uh, yeah, because they already have 175 million subscribers. Yeah, uh, apparently didn't know because he's like, what? Well, it was breaking news. You heard it first here, maybe. That's right. There's no maybe. You heard it first here. Now, at least what you're going to tell everybody. That's right. But yeah, so that is just big, big news. But the, the other issue that I'm seeing is now we're seeing 
the big couple of big players, they're acquiring all of the intellectual properties and rights, which means pretty soon we're going to be down to just a handful of choices. Once again, it's starting to feel like your cable local cable company. You're going to have one or two choices. Uh, so that means no more physical copies of all that inventory. No, I'm sure there will be. I Who knows? I no, I actually I'm going to kind of go with pop culture on this. I think we're this is going to be the start of we're going to start seeing all the physical, the 4Ks, the Blu-rays. You'll still be able to probably find some at Walmart or Target or wherever, but it's going to be purchase it now, rent it, purchase it, and that's what we're doing. Look at all the movies that during COVID, we couldn't go see. They were being brought on there, and for 20 or 30 bucks, you can go rent them. Well, I'm not renting a movie for no 20 bucks. And we, we just, that's why we went and saw nobody while we couldn't the theater. If I'm going to spend 20 bucks, I want to go see it at the theater, even though I got a nice screen. He does have a nice screen. Yeah. I use him for his screen. We know everybody does. That's true. It's not that, but it's. Back when I bought it, the 75-inch was 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 a good size. Now, today, there's there's bigger ones out there. It's but. funny. We'll be like, hey, Dennis, we'd like to watch this movie on your big screen. And he'll go, oh, uh, we'll have to reschedule because I'm not going to be home. And then me and our mutual buddy look at each other and go, okay, leave the door unlocked. What do you need to be there for? <laughs> I've been used. Do you, do you take, I have been Do you used. take that 75-inch screen with you? No, it's still on your wall. Leave us the keys. Yeah. You'll never know we were there, except your beer would be empty. Yeah. Then that is but the not reason the why I don't leave my X-Men number one at home. But not the dark stuff, because we all know that beer's garbage and nobody will drink it. That's right. Um, okay. Army of the Dead. That's what you guys have been waiting for. Right. Not Zach, the comic stuff. Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. Uh, Amazon made it clear you run a movie from them. You don't own it. Correct. Bastards. That's why my all my purchases that I do digitally are voodoo. Yep. So Army of the Dead, Zack Snyder, uh, the trailer looked good. Um, I mean, it's not – if you do a trailer that's bad, Eternals, um, there's a problem. Oh, yeah. Uh, so the trailer, I like zombie movies. Zack Snyder, Army of the Dead, you got Batista, other cool people in the cast. Um, you had me. You had me at hello. You had me at Army. So Friday night, I watched it. I think you watched it Saturday. Yeah, I watched the following day. You watched it the following day. No, wait, did you or did you watch it Friday? Well, you watched it first. I watched, I, it, I, I watched, I watched it. it Friday. No, you're right. I did. I watched it late yeah. that night. Yeah, because the, but you had already seen it. Right. So we watched it. We talked about it. Um, you know, it's a Zack Snyder movie, so you kind of know thematically. I guess I just made it. Is that a word? I don't know. Sure. It's a new word. We'll add it's, to the dictionary. If Phil Regardless is in the dictionary, thematically can be in the dictionary. Um, or negaconnectivity. By the way, this is a an argument I'm having with my daughter. It's a word I made up. Negaconnectivity, which means that it has uh, a, a bad connotation to it. So all of you out there, we're going to make sure that negaconnectivity becomes a real word. Dude, you've got to tweet stuff and hashtag negaconnectivity to get That's it. a good idea. I'll do you've that. You've got to get that hashtag. There we go. Just every day tweet a, something with negaconnectivity. Bam. And good get it idea. going and you'll have it in the dictionary. That's why we do So anyhow, show. you can tell it's a Zack Snyder movie. Um, did it have plot holes? Yes. It was like Swiss cheese. Yeah. Uh, a lot. You know, I mean, go ahead. I don't want to just talk about it. Look, the, the the movie itself, you know, we were, this was going to be, remember, it was supposed to come out in the theaters, and then it got pushed back, and they released. But let's just say I am very glad that I didn't pay 15 bucks to see it on an IMAX, because I would have definitely saw it on an IMAX, because oh, yeah. I had that kind of expectations. It was, it had good parts to it. Um, the acting was, was fine. It was what you would have expected. Um, we're always looking, we're, we're, I think we're all getting tired of zombie movies. So there's got to be something neat and different, something original that's going to pull you in unless you're Andy who likes the same old thing every day. I do not. So this dinner and jelly every day for lunch for 10 years is not unnormal. Just yeah. saying. Yeah, that's not a word either. So all I'm going to say was it was okay. 
it was an okay movie. Um, they, they, they did have a couple of really interesting twists to deal with, um, um, with, with the zombies, you know, because they actually have a hierarchy. They have their first zombie baby that they, was potentially well, they actually, birthed. They, supposedly, these zombies had some, like Dennis said, they had a hierarchy. They had some sort of intelligence. Uh, to them, the Shamblers were the uh, small ones, and they had like your alphas that were right. fast uh, and and intelligent. I'll say that the male leader, the king, was built so for a zombie who supposedly you, uh, you you're supposed to be decrepit and you're supposed to uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I don't know. You yes, you do. Know. Come on. What, what about being decrepit? When is when when you when a zombie first is birth from being dead. They look basically like us. Let's say they were shot in the chest. Okay. And as they, as they move on and time goes by, they deteriorate. They deteriorate. So for a zombie that's supposed to deteriorate, that King zombie was buff. And then his queen, you could tell was hot under all that makeup, but she had a hot bod for a zombie. So I'm just like, okay, I don't she, know how long you guys hotter, have been dead. She was hotter than Tig, the helicopter pilot. She was hotter than Captain Marvel that we just showed. Yes. Me personally, I thought it was horrible. Get more enjoyed it from a B movie. I mean, I, you're right. I'm not going to disagree. I, I like the B movie. I'm better. not going to disagree either. Shaun of the Dead. Oh, much better. Oh my God. Much better. better. The, the old black and white zombie stuff. Much better. Yeah. I will not disagree. Um, like Dennis brought up, uh, Tig, Tig, what's her last name? Tig Notaro. She's Tig the, 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 the digital helicopter pilot. So this was the interesting fact from this. He told me this. I did not know this going into the movie. She, that the original uh, a comedian, uh, the actor, uh, Della, he had some sexual issues and um, he he's kind of in trouble. So they needed him pulled. So what they did was they got her to take his place. They basically put on an entire green suit, green screen suit on her. So they green screened in everything, you know, her, the body suit, everything. She didn't talk to any, she acted by herself. Correct. So every scene that you see her on, she really wasn't there acting with anybody. She was in a green screen after the fact going through and so she acted really well because she did everything via green screen by herself after the fact. And you can see some of the, if you look close, you can tell there were definitely some issues when the helicopter, she's getting shot. It goes forward. The conversation that she has as she's talking, some things just don't quite fit right. But overall it was kind of an interesting thing that they did. And he spent a couple of million dollars to do that. Uh, why did the why the hell did the safe cracker push the door closed instead of pulling it closed? Got himself killed. Yeah, I mean I agree with that too. But let's be honest, as soon as we saw him do that, you know he sacrificed himself. That's a nice little hero moment. You just knew that that dude was going to get out of the safe. But kind of like you know Dennis and I were talking about, he climbs out of the safe into a freaking. Uh, after effect of a nuclear bomb, you would have been toast. The Geiger counters like this. He's going to get the full absorption. He's going to live for a few days to a couple of weeks, maybe. Right. He, he's already a dead man, even though he didn't already get bit because we already knew he was going to get bit. Oh, yeah, you knew that. I mean, the, the one thing that I can say was there weren't a lot of big surprises. This was a straightforward, very predictable zombie movie with okay acting. Yeah, uh, what was better, Army of Dead, Toxic Avenger? Oh! <laughs> well, I I have a thing for Toxic Avenger, so I would lean to Toxic Avenger just because trauma is the bomb. I've only seen the movie once, but I would say Toxic Avenger. Dude, Pop Culture Avenger, you nailed it. I told Dennis, I said, and he agrees, Toxic Avenger. I told Dennis that one of my favorite scenes was the zombie tiger mauling the bad guy. And because here's, here's one of the reasons I like these movies. I love, 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 I love special effects. I just like magic tricks. I like to see how things were done. I love seeing how special effects are done, especially practical effects. Like on the guy that got mauled, all that stuff you could tell was practical 
makeup effects. And when that tiger just chomped his face off, man, I was like, oh, that is awesome. And I wanted to know, is that Siegfried or Roy's tiger? Roy's exactly. tiger. That's who I want to know is which tiger it was because it, it's Vegas. It's got to be one of the two tigers. I really can't wait to I, – I was really hoping that was going to be the, the pivotal question we could ask because that would have been more exciting than a lot of the other things that happened in the movie. Yeah, it's true. I mean, here's the thing. I watched it. He watched it. Pop Culture said he watched it. Michael, I don't know if you watched it or not. It doesn't sound like you did. Uh, Eric, I don't know if you watched it, but my point is this. A lot of people still watched it. I only know one person that I read online that said, and I disagree with this, that during the credits, he thought it was so bad, he turned it off, where I thought during the credits, it was pretty cool. Um, so, you know, uh, we all can sit here and bag on it, but a lot of people watched it. Uh, let's see if we can get a tomato score. Yeah, I'm thing. curious now that we're, because we didn't really talk about our scores. Why don't you give them your CGC score? And I'm going to see if I Oh, that's right. It. We saved it because we, we were... We talked about it over the weekend, and we said, let's save the scores. Um, my score on it is a flat 7. I give it a 7 out of 10. You know, I don't mind doing it. Michael has not watched it yet. Michael, I'll be honest. I would still watch it if you have Netflix. It is two and a half hours long. Now, for me, this is where Dennis and I disagree, too. For me, I didn't – when I saw two and a half hours, I was like, Ugh. When it was over, I didn't think it felt like it was two and a half hours long. For me, I was like, God, let this be over. I, I It wasn't horrible, but if you want an interesting zombie movie with an interesting take, Warm Bodies. Most, oh, my God, Warm Bodies. That's the, that's the romantic one. Yeah. Right? Oh, Warm Bodies. Oh, my God. Is, it's I a Valentine's Day that movie. That wound it, up being an interesting movie. Oh, my God. Warm Bodies came out, I believe, on Valentine's Day, whatever year it came out. Oh, that was such a good movie. It was a fun take on, on a zombie movie. It was, and the way that they did it, and it, had a that was, and it did. And it was unique. Again, my CGC score, I'm giving it a six. He gives it, he says it. Michael agrees. Warm Bodies is great. See, uh, you saw it too. After 10 beers, Army, that after 10 beers, I'd be asleep. That's why I Definitely drink, uh, drink some beer before you uh, uh, do it. Absolutely. Um, so um, you give it a six. I'm giving it a six. Um, if again, if I would have paid money to see it in the theater, I would have been super disappointed. Being a two and a half hour movie, I'm still a little disappointed that I wasted two and a half hours. But it wasn't so awful when there was not. There were some redeeming things that I liked about it. I've seen it once. I will never own it. Like World War Z, I will never own that. You know, I've seen it. I'm good. Well, we'll find out. Here's one thing I really enjoyed about it. In the beginning, when Las Vegas was being taken over by zombies, yes. I got to see titties. So oh, I oh. got to see bare boobies from the showgirls, zombie showgirls that were just killed, so they weren't they weren't all nasty looking. And they're running around chasing people down with their boobages flying around. So that is something I enjoyed. Because so, I am a teenager. This is one thing. The one thing I will say, my highlight for the entire thing, other than the tiger, was the intro. The intro was fun because you got to see everything happening in slow motion and in little scenes and you bad things happening, but done in such an interesting storytelling <laughs> way, kind of like better movie, Army of Dead or Dewey's Andy. <laughs> Army of the Dead. Not a chance. Army Dude, of the it's Dead. It's not even close. You could you could set out a DVD in front of me of both movies, and I will pick Army of the Dead and rewatch it before I watch Goonies. Oh, disgusting. I've never seen Goonies all the way through. I will never see it all the way through. Oh, my God. You, you're I will chunk. Watch, you're missing something. I will watch Army of the Dead over E.T. as well. Oh, my God. So the parachute guy, the paratroopers oh, coming God. down. And you see him, and he's shooting, and he already knows I'm dead. I've got eight or nine shots. That, that's it. And then as soon as that, you see the, the parachute come down, and you're waiting for the blood. Oh, there's the blood squirt. But, you know, the, the, the they're trying to escape. They're shooting everybody, and the big crane basically drops the final crate. 
squishing everything. Container, yeah. The special effects were good. The introduction, the intro scene was the highlight of the movie. It was. I thought that was going to set this as a tone for an incredibly different movie, but that was the extent of how different it was. It had a few things. Um, I'm going to pull up the, the tomato score here. Um, it looks like pop culture says it's a three out of 10. So he really didn't like the movie. So, um, I didn't hate it, but it was kind of boring. Um, the critics gave it a 69, 69%, which isn't horrible for the critics. I mean, that's what I gave it. I gave it a seven. So yeah. That's basically 70%. And the audience gave it a 76. So the audience 7.5, they obviously liked it. A little better than I did and way more than pop culture did. Yeah. So, you know, there it is. Uh, next week, uh, maybe Sunday, we'll be seeing A Quiet Place. I know. A Quiet Place 2 came out. He's going to be gone for the weekend. My family's still in town because my son's going to be leaving. So, unfortunately, guys, no Friday. We're going to have to skip Friday. So, we're so sorry. Yeah. No Friday show this week. But you know what? It's a nice Memorial Day weekend. We'll decide. Wild stallions. Uh, I haven't lined anybody up for Monday yet. Monday's Memorial Day. Uh, just stay tuned. We'll let you know via social media. And if you like and subscribe to our channel, notification bell, you'll know if there's a show on Monday. Don't worry. We'll tweet it and keep you guys updated. And plus, I'm going to tweet out negaconnectivity so this becomes a new word. In That's the right. English Got a hashtag, negaconnectivity. And uh, we will uh, see you guys maybe on Monday, definitely not Friday. And, uh, of course, you're welcome. Thank you for today's show. We are here to please. Uh, my shirt. All right. You'll be getting your shirt soon. Fantastic. Oh, Michael ordered his Dennis and Andy shirt. That's right. So, first man. In demand, if you haven't bought it, there's a link in the description below. You can also sign up for First Man 2 to get 10% off when I launch that one in June. If you want to buy a Dennis and Andy Show t-shirt, link is in the description. And you guys can always find us on Facebook. And make sure you, uh, if you want us to talk about a particular comic topic or movie or whatever, put us, shoot us ideas. We, we love getting ideas from you guys and what you guys want to tune in for. So that's right. You know, talk to us. We, we, we aim to please. Yep. So until next time, thanks for joining us. We're going to eat some food. Bye everybody. Bye everybody. Bye bye. Oh, computer's working nice and slow. Wow. It really is. I know. Look at that. I'm trying to hit the end and. Thank <laughs> you.